Our Father, we come to you on this Lord's Day in the name of our Lord Jesus. And when we touch the depth of our heart, we know we desire to go more deeply into Him. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. Ever here to lead us into the deep things of God. We pray that His presence will be with us here now. To, to teach us and lead us. As we share the word of God together. We put our trust and reliance upon Him. Praying that we may see Jesus. We pray in His precious name. Amen. You might have recognized that this song has reference to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And so we'd like to read a portion of that chapter together. First Corinthians chapter two. Are you preaching another gospel under? <laughs> And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. 我说的话讲得到，不是用智慧委婉的言语，乃是用圣灵和大能的名证，叫你们的信不在乎人的智慧，只在乎神的大能。Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age is understood. If they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen, nor ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, 
all that God has prepared for those who love Him. 如经上所记，神爱他的人所预备的，是眼睛未曾看见，耳朵未曾听见，人心也未曾想到的。只有神借着圣灵向我们显明了，因为圣灵渗透万事，就是神深奥、神深奥的事也渗透了。For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. 只有神借着圣灵向我们显明，因为圣灵。And then the last verse in the chapter, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that He will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 谁曾知道主的心去教导他呢？但我们是有基督的心呢。I just returned last weekend from another trip to Russia. And I saw something by way of revelation while I was there. 那我在那里的时候，借着启示，我看见了一件事情。My last part of the trip, I went to an area called Kaliningrad on the very west side of Russia. 那我的旅途的最后一半站，我到了一个地方叫 Kaliningrad， 是在俄罗斯的西边。And I was asked to come there by a brother who used to be a pastor there. 那有一位弟兄，他之前是一个牧师，他邀请我去那边去。When I arrived and began to fellowship, I was surprised by what I saw. 开始与他们交通的时候，那我所看到的让我令我相当的惊奇。I was there on a holiday. 那我是在一个假期到那里。And about thirty saints gathered together in a living room for an all-day long session. 有三十位的圣徒一同在客厅里一同聚集一整天的聚会。They wanted to hear from me. On the way of the church. 我很想细听哪些讲到教会的道路。And what had happened was. 那所发生的事乃是。Some sister in Israel. 那有一位姊妹在以色列。Translated a book by T. Austin Sparks into Russian. 那他翻译了斯派克的弟兄翻译成俄文俄罗斯文。Now how many of you have read a, a, a book by T. Austin Sparks? 那在这边有读过斯派克弟兄的书的弟兄姐妹，请问举一下手。Well, now this is a terrible shame. 那我们现实在相当的惭愧。Many, many more should read his works. 我们应当有更多的弟兄读他所写的书。The sister who translated it into Russian said, "I sweated the whole time. It was the most difficult translation I ever did." 那位翻译的姊妹说，她在翻译的时候一直在流汗，因为这是非常不好翻译的一本书。Brother Sparks's sentences. Are condensed and deep. 那斯派克所用的词，还有他所写的这些，都是相当的这个呃，相当浓缩起来的，相当的丰富。There was a pastor in Russia. He had a church busy preaching the gospel, doing all kinds of works. 那这个牧师在俄罗斯，那在那边传传道，做许许多的工作。He read one book by Brother Sparks. 那他读了一本斯派克所写的一本书。And the Lord struck him down. 那我们的主就打动他的心。And he resigned from his pastorship and church. 那就辞去他这个做牧师的工作，在教会牧师的工作。And he's been waiting for a year. 他就等候一年。He works doing some IT work now for public schools. 他就在这个公立的学校做这个电脑的工作。But he is trying to see God. You have shown me everything I have done is wrong. Now please lead me. In the way of the church. 那他就对主说啊，我所之前所做的都是错的，请你
During this year, he has shared this one book, only one book in Russian, Sparks. And two other pastors have also resigned their congregations. They gather a great financial sacrifice with their large families. But they have seen something. Seen something in Christ that has taken them deeper. And so I come home with this burden to share with you, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, we here in New York are a lot like this church in Corinth. I wish we had as much life and faith as they have. But they were the most cosmopolitan churches until Rome uh, that Paul had been to. The Corinthian church, as you know, they were marked by above average intelligence. They had brothers eager to learn and to teach and to preach. They were not behind in the gifts of the Spirit. Their meetings were very lively. If you know the first chapter, we see that Paul commends them for these things. And on top of their gifts and their ministry, they had the testimony of God among them. And they were waiting for the Lord Jesus to return. Perhaps we should just read these verses so you can see. In chapter 1, verse 4, we see Paul very thankful for the I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus. That in everything you were enriched in him in all speech, all knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you. Verse 7, so that you are not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much to commend, and uh, Paul we see is thankful. But this cosmopolitan church also had its problems. Just as we have our problem. We know in Corinth there was a problem with arrogant men. Pushy sisters. Spiritual exhibitionists. 
people who like to exercise the gift of prophecy or whatever. Just to be seen in the group. They unfortunately had a moral laxity, a compromise. And perhaps worst of all, they valued intellectual knowledge above love. And so we can see Paul's burden. What is Paul's burden? There is so much more for them to understand. A wisdom for the mature. But hid in a mystery. Which the Corinthians could not understand. He says at the beginning of chapter 3, When I came to you, I could not speak to you as mature, but as to babes. The Spirit of God is always trying to bring us deeper into the reality of Christ. But the city church, because it's busy, tends to stay shallow. If we would mine for gold and precious things, you have to dig deep to get these things. But busy people strip mines. They just bulldoze the top of the ground and see what they can find. They strip mine the word of God. And we see in this church in Corinth the result. Five years later, and they're still babes. Now, this would be okay if you were just thinking in terms of the normal human life. But the Corinthians claim to have something. They were actually proud of the fact that they could say, We have the Holy Spirit. Oh, they were miracle workers. Oh, they had spiritual gifts. But Paul tells them that the Spirit of God that is in you wants to dig deeper, even into the deep. Things of God. You see that there as we read in chapter 2. Verse 10. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Now, 
Now we are so thankful, brothers and sisters. That when we become Christians, the Spirit of God comes inside of us. And He is always mining for deeper and deeper things. There are treasures underneath. And the Spirit Himself searches the depths of God. And then reveals them unto us. Isn't that wonderful? Even as Jesus said, the Spirit will be given us to bring us into all there is of Christ. This is His mission. Forgive me, but I almost picture the Holy Spirit with a miner's helmet on and the light shining, and He's ready to go down into the mine. But in some way, the Corinthians are basically saying, I'm not interested. We already have lively meetings. We get that little picture in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. They love to get together. And when they got together, somebody had a song, Dear Lord, and somebody had a revelation, and somebody had a word of knowledge, and somebody had a tongue, somebody had an interpretation. Popcorn fellowship. How wonderful. But when will it go deeper? Popcorn can be popped in my right microwave in under three minutes. But where is the depth? Now we need to get something straight. Our flesh likes a linear life. One dimension or two dimensional. I like this kind of life. You can plan this kind of life. I will go here next year. I will do business. I can invest on a linear life. Many people in this congregation bought shares of Facebook on Friday. Ah, the linear life. The simple plan. The hard work. Ah, but the Lord has wisdom waiting for us in a mystery. And you get the feeling as Paul is sharing in this chapter 2 that he's trying to stir some deeper desire in the hearts of his people. What happens to a Christian when they hear there's something deeper, something wiser that you don't understand yet? Now what happens when a Christian hears that? One of two things. Either one, they are stirred up with a hunger 
所以圣灵就让他们更深的一步进入认识基督。Remember, these are Corinthian Christians.这些是哥林多的基督徒。It's like saying Manhattan Christians.就像你讲到曼哈顿的基督徒一样。Most people in Manhattan are smart.大部分在曼哈顿的人都是非常的聪明。Now, as soon as they hear there's some deeper wisdom,当你讲到有更深的这个智慧的时候，their first reaction is. I know it already. Like the Corinthians, I've been going to church for five years. I've read my Bible. I've been to a few conferences, Harvey Cedar. What mystery do I not understand? Me, the greatest mind in Manhattan. This is the problem with city Christians. The average city Christian is three years ahead with their mind from their experience. And how shallow that makes us. Because we believe we are something that we're not. We have the words, but not the reality. If you were to write a situation comedy for TV, a family comedy. Ah, see, you guys don't have any of these things. In America, we have many foolish comedy shows on TV. And there's a basic plot line. Show people as shallow and selfish as possible, and then we'll all laugh at them. If you watch such shows on TV, have you ever seen people so shallow? It's all about me. Foolish combinations of men living and looking for women and just shallow, shallow, shallow. Oh, and we laugh at them. Look how foolish they are. Look how wise we are. And we are the fools. We're even watching those shows. Life, as Ecclesiastes says, under the sun, under the sun, Now, how are we as Christians going to go deeper when we prefer a linear, shallow life? Now, 
Paul comes with treasures. The Corinthians say, well, Paul, we're not interested. Actually, we prefer Apollos' ministry. We're listening to his tapes right now. This weekend, our brother Stephen Kong comes to share some wisdom with us. Are you ready? Or have you heard it all before? Too busy? Or do we sense the Spirit calling us deeper? I loved what our brother Christian shared last week about the mountain upon which we have an appointed invitation. I wonder if we realize the times in which we live. I would like to share a parable with you. It's of my own manufacture. Far inferior to anything Jesus ever said. The kingdom of God is like the baffled field mouse. Here is the field mouse. In his little nest in the cornfield. We know he's not Chinese because he's eating cheese. He's happy in his little nest. Until one day he hears a noise. It gets louder and louder. Dust begins to fly. Things begin to happen. The field mouse grabs his cheese and his cracker and he runs from this row of corn that he's in. As he's running, he hears clickety clackety clickety go by. His heart is racing. But do you know what field mice do? They build another nest. So he builds. He puts his antenna for his TV up. Turns it on. But it's only a little while before he begins to hear He quickly picks up his stuff and runs. Down some rows. And every 15 minutes, he has to move his nest. Now that mouse is like most people. They have no idea what the farmer is doing. It is harvest time. 
and the farmer will harvest his field. 那这个农夫要收割 ，and our little nests will be stirred up and broken up. 那我们的这些小窝就会被搅动起来。But at least the Christian should understand what's going on. 但是基督徒应当明白所发生的事情。And this is why the Spirit of God wants us to go deeper into Christ. 神的灵需要我们能够在基督里面能够更进一步的走，更深的走下去。What are these things that Paul is talking about when he says there is a wisdom for the mature hidden a mystery? 那保罗所讲到这些究竟是什么呢？这个啊，就是对于这些成熟的在这些奥秘是什么呢 ？What are these things where he says the Spirit searches the deep things of God? 那这些讲到这个圣灵会寻找神更深的一步，究竟是什么呢 ？Well, what does Paul mean by this statement? But we have the mind of Christ. 那他讲到我们有基督的心，究竟是什么意思呢 ？I can see the Corinthian church's mind just rumbling and wondering. I wonder what he's talking about. I wonder, could it be this? Could it be that? 我们看哥林多教会会一直在想说，他们究竟讲的是什么呢？讲的到底是什么呢？ It wasn't mysteries of the gospel or the kingdom. They knew these things already. This is 福音的奥秘，他好像他们已经明白了这些事情。It isn't matters of the gifts of the spirit and ministry. These things they knew already. 也不是属灵的恩赐，他们之前就已经明白这些事情了。They had some measure of the testimony of God in their midst, so this was not their mystery. 他们有点见证在他们的教会里面，所以这也不是讲到这件事情。They were in the process of sanctification, so that wasn't the mystery. 那他们也是在成圣的过程当中，这也对他们来说也不是一种奥秘。They were members functioning in the body of Christ, so that wasn't the mystery. 他们是基督的肢体，身体也在那边行公用，也不是这个问题。What was the mystery? 那这个奥秘究竟是什么呢 ？What is this that we need the mind of Christ? 那我们要基督的心究竟是什么意思呢 ？So the Corinthians must have thought. 所以这哥林多人就想说 ，What could the Lord possibly want to tell me that I am not mature enough to understand? 那我们的主究竟是对我说什么？那我现在还不够成熟，我需要更进一步的去明白呢。Now you parents know there's some things we can't tell our children; they just wouldn't understand. 那做父母亲的很清楚知道，有些事情我们不能告诉我们的儿女，因为他们就是没有办法明白。How the Lord wants people on this earth who understand what He's doing. 我们的主实在是希望在世上有，世上的人能够明白他所做的。What if the Lord told you what He's thinking right now? 那如果我们的主现在对你解释说他现在所做的是什么呢 ？Now remember, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. 那他的思想高过我们的思想。What if our Lord decided to tell you what He is going to do right now? 那如果我们的主在此刻告诉你说他现在所要做的事情是什么呢 ？Even if He told you, would you understand? 即使他现在告诉你，你能够明白吗 ？I fear we have such a shallow interpretation of what God intends to do that if we really knew, we'd be shaken. To the core. I'm afraid we may not be able to understand what God is saying. Because if we really understood, we would be shaken to the core. And so Paul could not share these things with the Corinthians. So Paul could not share these things with the Corinthians. But he did share with him them the one thing that could bring them more deeply into Christ. As he opens up the second chapter. 
He reveals to the brethren. There is a guardian who is guarding the door that leads into this deeper wisdom. We remember how in the book of Genesis the Lord set up two cherubim with flaming swords to guard the gateway into the paradise. There is wisdom that's absolute treasure to our lives. But we are prevented from entering in except through the guardian, Christ crucified. And in fact, this is the first wisdom in a mystery that Paul shares with them here in Corinth. These Corinthians had a human wisdom. And they excelled in knowledge. They were literate people. But despite their intellect, they were held out from the wisdom of God. Unless they were willing to go the way of the cross. And so Paul says at the beginning of the chapter, he determined to know nothing save Christ and Him crucified. Now, what does he mean by that? Paul has experienced himself the power of the cross that's brought him into a fuller wisdom of Christ. And when we speak of this matter, what are we talking about? The power of the cross must remove from us anything of the flesh that prevents us from going deep. All of that city church lifestyle was preventing the Corinthians from going deep. And the Lord, by the power of the cross, has committed himself to breaking our linear lifestyle in order to find the depths of Christ. So he shakes. And he overturns. And he overrules our plan. And he brings us into crisis. Now isn't that terrible? Now that's the Lord's thought. He says that's what you need. Now I'm telling you that's the Lord's thought. But of course, if you're a Corinthian Christian, you say, no, no, that's not the Lord's. The Lord's thought is to bless me, bless me, bless me. 
But our flesh creates great problems in this matter of going deeper. In 2 Corinthians 10, what does Paul call our knowledge? Our worldly knowledge. He calls it a strong hope. Our knowledge prevents us from knowing Christ. That knowledge must go. And then there's walls around us. Now, what are these walls? Self-confidence. We know. We plan. And that self-confidence must be broken down before the Lord can be our confidence. And we are already on a pathway with a vested interest in maintaining the status quo. And so the Lord has to uh, veer us off that road and interrupt our linear life. This is the word of the cross. This is the way into the depths of Christ. And you can survey the Bible and look at the history of the various saints of God. And we're so thankful for the Bible because when it gives biographies, it not only shows the greatness of the saints, but their humanness as well. But behind the scenes, we see in every case a God who rules by overruling our planet. When we talk about Abraham, we talk about a man of faith who left Babylon to find the promised land. But we can see how quickly his faith was shallowed out by flesh. For when he got to the promised land, there was a famine there, and he immediately left the land of promise for Egypt to find food. Self-survival has replaced faith. And in the process, he was willing to betray his wife and sell her off to Pharaoh so that he could survive. Oh, great man of faith. What a mess. And if God had, hadn't overruled, we would have had a problem. Because God chose Abraham and Sarah to bear the child of promise, and how would that happen when she was married to Pharaoh? 
他的后裔要从这边出来，那我们怎么样？那如果他如果撒拉嫁给法老的话，怎么办呢？His flesh threw the whole purpose of God into jeopardy if God hadn't overruled。那如果神没有掌管一切的话，没有把这些打掉的话，那他的肉体就在神和人之间的。Oh, we're glad Abraham learned his lesson。我们感谢主这个亚伯拉罕学习他的功课。Except when he listened to his wife，但是他。So, they decided to help God have this baby by using Hagar the slave. And he did, and they did. And they had Ishmael. And God says, What's that? That's not the child of my promise. He overruled. Abraham says, look, he looks just like me. Look at the nose. <laughs> Abraham said, no. Well, God said, no. God had to overrule. You know, God has a plan for our best. But we get in the way all the time. I mean, if we look at Isaac, on the one side, we'll never forget him as the son who laid there upon the altar, willing to be killed by his father. <laughs> 我们讲到以撒的时候，我们总是不能忘记说他在坛上等着他爸爸要来击杀他。Forever, he's a testimony of obedient sonship.那他总是一个见证，让我们能够看到他是怎么样顺服啊，这个他是做这儿子做做儿子是何等的顺服。And we also see how shallow he became as an old man.但是我们看到他年长的时候，他变得何等的肤浅。And his last and final plan was, I am determined to bless. Esau. And God had to overrule. Of course, his wife was smarter than he. What good, what, what news is that? And along with Jacob's sneakiness, they overruled Isaac's plan. Because Jacob was to be blessed. Oh, how our flesh gets in the way. Oh, but it's fortunately the sons of Jacob were so spiritual. We see them in chapter 35 of Genesis. They're all brought to Bethel, the house of God, and they see the living God. Two chapters later, they moved from Bethel to betrayal. They sell their own brother Joseph into slavery. If God hadn't overruled, that blood would have wiped out the whole family of Jacob. But Joseph could say, You meant it for evil, God used it for good. It doesn't matter whether we take up Moses or David or Peter or Paul. God had to overrule to bring them into His purpose.无论我们讲到任何的圣徒，摩西、大卫，任何的圣徒，神要胜过一切，推翻他们自己人的想法，能够得到他的旨意。And that's why He sets the way of the cross before us now. It's necessary. It's the only way to bring us in to all that He has for us.
这是唯一我们能够进入他所谓我们预配的一切的方法。We think we're already there. 我们认为我们已经得着了。Now here's a strange irony. 那这是很有趣的,很奇怪的一个,很讽刺的一件事情。Have you ever met a shallow person who thinks they're shallow? 你是否已经见过一个肤浅的一个人,他自己会认为他自己很肤浅呢? Never have. 好像不曾见过。they all think they're just as good as anybody else. The fact that they're concerned all day long with how they look, what shoes they need, the new cosmetics, the latest fad, how to lose this little bit of weight, eh, that's nothing. It's all part of the deep mysteries of femininity. And men, I just have to find another way of making money besides the way of making money now. I'll make money there and make money there. Ah, that's what I'll do. Uh, it'll just take 40 hours more a week. Let's say 40 hours now, 40, 80 hours. That's good. <laughs> What job you got? How much money you make? How's the weather? Okay, I'll see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> now, we know the world has no alternative. And the world is becoming shallower and shallower. In our present political arena, is there any even thoughtful dialogue going on? There's just lies, sound bites, things that they believe people want to hear. This is the way of the world. But for Christians, it should not be so. And the Spirit of God with mighty power wants to bring us in to the depths of Christ and His reality. So we have our plans already set. Got your plans set? Good plans, I'll bet. Noble motives, that's you. Your job will better the whole world. And it also just happens to be that which you've always wanted to do. And the Lord is planning an overturning. That is what it takes to bring us more fully into Him. This coming weekend we have a conference and the theme is the way of the church, the footsteps of the flock. Now I know you immediately think you know what that means. The way of the church. I know that already. Been doing it for years. Read books about it. Yeah. No, no problem. Just like a good Corinthian. We already think we know the messages before we heard them. 
If one of our uh, us brothers who are speaking that comes up with a throat problem, you can stand up and finish the message. The way of the church, I know the way of the church. Do you know the way of the church? Maybe the conference title you didn't even think about. You just said, oh, another conference. But maybe you were struck by the singularity of the way of the church. Now, have you ever thought about that? I mean, how many ways of the church are there right now in this world? The world that stands, the church that stands around us is Baskin Robbins. There's 32 different flavors. Now, which one of us uh, gets to decide which is the right way? Are we going in the right way? There is only one way of the church. And it's only the wisdom of the Lord's thought regarding His Son that tells us what that way is. Ultimately speaking, I've never met any group that's walking in the way of the church. Maybe you were arrested by the little part, the footsteps of the flock. Being the Corinthian you are, you go, aha, church history, that's what it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be a study of church history. We'll go back to the Moravians and the Wesleyans, etc. But I just ask you one question. I don't know if you thought about it before. If we're talking about the footsteps of the flock, now actually whose footsteps are we talking about? I just lay this out for your consideration. You know, we have this famous poem where a guy was walking on the beach, there were two sets of footprints, and then he saw one set, and then he said, well, what's going on? What if I told you that the footsteps of the flock can only be followed when there's actually only one set of footprints, and it's not ours? As we share this weekend, if the Lord gives me grace, I want to share some things. And the first thing that I will be sharing this weekend is something I'm ashamed of. I was saved. I served the Lord. I went not only to university but to seminary to train as a pastor. I was a pastor. 
I was a missionary. And in all of these things, I worked for ten years, and I never saw the way of the church. I was a busy pastor doing what pastors do. I didn't know that's not what the Lord wants me to do. But I was going by what I was taught and what I was trained. Oh, I knew the Bible pretty well. But I didn't know the way of the church. And so ten years into my Christian life, busy serving, the Lord overturned my life. It ended my career as a missionary and a pastor. It tore up the congregation. My reputation. Caused problems financially. With my family. I was undone. And all of that is just to say. The Lord wants us to see things the way He sees them. And I just want to encourage you to be ready to see as you have not seen before. Now I know that there's a number of people here who have also been Undone, as it were, by the power of the cross. And I also know they have the same testimony I have. Thank God for the work of the cross. These three pastors I met in Russia were completely exhausted and worn out from going the pastor system way. Now I'm an old man. They call me Santa Claus in Russia. But the Lord by His mercy has kept me alive and free and thankful. He had to break my hip like he did Jacob. But then he began to show me some of the way of the church. And my prayer is that my dear brothers and sisters here in Flushing and the dear ones in Manhattan as we get together this weekend We'll discover the way of the church together afresh. 
我心里的负担就是希望我们在flushing一起聚会的弟兄姐妹们还有蛮好多一起聚会的弟兄姐妹们能够很新鲜的明白更有很新鲜的一个认识跟明白教会的道路。One of the great blessings of my life has been that I traveled quite a bit with our brother Stephen Kang.那我这一生有一个很大的一个祝福，就是我能够与江弟兄呃呃一同旅途。And so I've been able to stand by his side as he's talked to many people. 那我就能够坐在他一旁，听他与其他的人啊交通。I'm sure you can appreciate our brother Enoch as he exhorted us to give Stephen and Dora some space and don't go talking to them all the time they're here.那我们也很也很感激，就是以诺弟兄就是提醒我们，就是我们稍微让江弟兄还有呃江师母，就是他们来的时候，让他们有一点，他们自己安静了一点时间。Our brother. It's called upon to counsel many, many times a day. Phone calls, email, letters. 那他一天有许多人打电话给他，有许多人在问他许多问题，不论是电话或是email或是写信，有许多的人与他联络，希望得到帮助。When I speak at a conference，当我在在特会呃讲信息的时候，and I finish，当我结束的时候，I go talk to my wife. When Brother Stephen gets finished, twenty people come up to him with questions. This is his life. Anyway, I've been standing by our brother when he's answered many of these questions people have brought to him. And now having known uh, my brother for uh, 30-something years, I know some of the things he knows. And I hear some of the questions he gets. And the question, the questioner has no idea what they're talking about. And yet our brother has always been so gracious. And usually he tells them two things. 那我们的弟兄是充满的恩典，但是他一般平常都会只告诉他们两件事情。Have you come to our brother for counsel? 你是否有询问过我们的弟兄？I'll tell you one thing he says. 哦，我告诉你一件事情。Pray。他所讲的第一件事情是你要祷告。So he doesn't answer your question. 他经常不会回答你的问题，他就会说祷告。But then sometimes he shares something about Christ that could be a seed to take that person deeper. 但是他有时候会讲到基督的一点，这就成为那个种子，让这个人能够更深的走下去。And sometimes I stand there just frustrated. 有的时候我在那边站着，我就是相当的有点沮丧。Because I'm listening to somebody telling Stephen what he should do. 那有些人告诉江弟兄说你当做什么。And I just think to myself. 我心里就在想说。If only you knew who you were talking to. 如果你知道你交谈的对象是谁的话。but there's no humility in the Corinthian church. Everybody's a wise guy. Some people won't come this weekend because they don't think Brother Stephen or myself or Brother Chris are even worth listening to. Well, in my case, you may have a good choice, but 
If the Lord can open our eyes somehow during the weekend, perhaps not even through the ministry of the Word, but through the times of fellowship together. Brothers and sisters, I can safely say there is much deeper ground for us to attain to than we have attained. All the depths of Jesus. That's all that God the Father wants expressed in His church. Let's not be like field mice, preserving our little nest. The time of harvest is upon us. May we know the way of the Lord in these days. The Spirit searches even the depths of God. The desire is to bring us into the mind of Christ. So I just present to you this final picture. Paul writes this letter to Corinthians after he's been in Ephesus probably three years. Ephesus was the absolute pinnacle of his ministry before he was thrown into prison. While he worked there for three years, the Lord revealed more and more of himself. If we can take our clue from his letter to the Ephesians, while he was there, he's seen things from the heavenly perspective as seated in the heavenly. He's a scene a fuller Christ than he's ever known before. Perhaps during this time he's been caught up to the third heaven, can you imagine? sees our calling as much more glorious than we ever thought before. And he's also seen in Ephesus how great was the spiritual warfare while he was there. Now all of these treasures he he's gaining in his experience serving the Lord and discovering the Lord in Ephesus. And he's writing to the Corinthians. But they're not interested. To me, that's a great tragedy. But the Lord is faithful. And he took the church of Corinth through a crisis after crisis. Where the power of the cross prevailed. Because there were some there in Corinth who wanted to go deeper into Jesus. Oh, how frustrated Paul must have been. It's even more frustrating than being a parent, one to tell your kids some things they won't listen to. But after all, brothers and sisters, that which happens this weekend 
will have to be more than just fathers telling children things they know. The Spirit of God alone takes us in there to search the deep things. For those of you who can possibly come, I hope you'll come Tuesday night as we pray and try to cover this conference that sits before us. By the mercy of God, He may come down to us and share His heart with us these short couple of days. Let's prepare our own hearts and pray for all the busy ones who will be coming that we might stand in the midst of His Majesty. Oh, may the cross of Christ work in our lives bring us into all that He has. Let's have a few prayers.